Blog Talk Radio.
titties out and shit like that, and they get mad because I addressed it. And I'm like, no one knows you real or not. You taking pictures and you contacted me, added me, and it goes for anyone now on. Have your shit together, because I'm not going to really accept anyone's page with shit like that that she had on there. You're going to sit there and have your shit like that. No one can tell. Am I really looking for relationship advice, you know, or listen, things like that. In order to listen, you have to take your direct criticism if you want things to change. I'm not going to bullshit you on that. But anyway... She got mad. She got mad because I addressed the issue. She's thinking I'm saying some racial stuff. I'm not saying racial. I'm a black guy. I'm not saying anything racial to her anyway. I didn't know her. Don't know her page or anything. You just pop up on there with pictures like that. And matter of fact, to prove my case, I received an email from a Natalia. They doing some Russian scheme over there in Russia where they trick a lot of guys and this goes out here just like a Nigerian check scam and you gotta be careful too because it's all about money where they trick you with your heart with these beautiful women on there to get you to trick out some money to fly them out to where you at because they want to be with you on marry things like that and real quick the shit progressed for a week I've been through one of those I didn't fork out any money because I caught a hold of that one thing I do is look up those email addresses, folks, to see if a person is real or not on that. Because more like it eats back into another website where you got to be cautious. A lot of dudes have lost money. They've put out basically thousands of dollars to say, okay, I'm going to fly you over here, honey. And then they don't never come. Or they might ask for more money saying the money got lost. And it actually is a dude on the other end. I addressed that to her and explained what that was, but she didn't take that from my word, so fuck it. I don't give a damn what she say. You should be like that. Don't sweat them guys. Don't sweat them ladies. Don't sweat the dude. Dude look like it's too good to be true. You're going to question that. That's why I said I rather prefer talking to people in person than to be online heavily like that. And I've been cutting back on Facebook and things like that because... Ain't really out there, man. I mean, ain't no real love. I mean, this is 2010 now. We gotta stop being less communicating. A lot of people sitting there saying, we are communicating better this way, but you're not. You're distancing yourself. If you know you're fucking two blocks away, why the fuck are you on a computer sitting there talking? Why ain't y'all going out? Why ain't y'all going to the park or going out to the shopping centers and chilling? At someone's house, let's get more direct. Why ain't you chilling at that person's house? All that shit right there got to go. Because I'm tired of people sitting there with some shit like this. If you're living in the same town, y'all need to really progress to make that shit happen within a week. Okay? Anything go out there and have sex with them that week. I'm saying get out in person and public and really see what people are about. I always recommend that. If you're going to do it online, don't keep that shit going on forever. But I digress. Moving on to the show. We're going to talk about getting your money right for tomorrow. A lot of things have been made with this economy that we're in into a damn slump. And it's not based off of any past presence, really. Not totally. Because they're the only ones, they're not the ones that are sitting there doing economics of how the economy should be, this and that. They get advisors. Whether they are good or bad, that's 
up to history, I guess. But let's look at what happened with the following items with the economy as it is today. And why partially, or most of it is really the way it is. There were bailouts, three major bailouts. Bailouts on the credit card industry, bailouts for big businesses, and bailouts for the car, American car industry. Now, I know you're asking yourself this. What about the individual? What about you? Where is your bailout? Let's see. You didn't get one. That's what happened. No bailout at all for the individual Americans. Now, they got a lot of commercials saying you can get bailout money now since you're individual. Not everyone's able to get the bailout. I'm talking about when they say bailout, I'm talking about in general, just like how they did these credit card companies. Not if you had these special circumstances. There was a lot of bullshit behind that. So now let's talk about now getting your money right. It's time to talk about that. It's time, about, time to talk about getting the opportunity to get your money right for tomorrow. Now, one of these books I recommend, a lot of people say, fuck that, I don't want to read no books, but you need to shut up and read the damn book, okay? It's helped me out, too. It's helped me out, and I'm still using, I'm still applying the, the principles to it. One of the books that you can go to the library and look out for free. The library don't cost anything for you to check out this stuff right here. But what it is, it's a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill came out with a book back in the 30s during the Great Depression. The book talks about the 15 laws of success intended to apply by anybody to achieve success or success. I got a lot of candy on that, but better show up with this shit. 15 laws of success intended to apply by anybody who wants to be successful. Whether it's just with money, if it's about personal status, if it's about personal achievements in life, as far as you say I want to lose 15 pounds in two months. They applied on an overall concept, but during this time, it was a Great Depression. A lot of people were jumping off skyscrapers because they were losing money out their damn stock. No joke, look it up. Know your history. Along with the 15 laws, there are 13 principles in the form of a philosophy about personal achievement, which I just kept finished saying. Again, the book was written back in 1937, and what it says now, then it still applies today. Now, all of it applies about getting rich, like I said again. I'm reading this off my notes here. If you want to have a rich life, it's not about just having money, because you can have all the money in the world be living like you're a piece of shit or whatever, or you're just straight up garbage. But this is dealing with having a rich life, a rich life referring to having a healthy relationship, having your financial stability. You don't have to be necessarily rich to be uh, a rich life. You can have good things like if money's not the number one thing, to make you have a rich life if you have enough money to take care of your bills, you don't have to worry about uh, living check to check, having something to be put away when you retire. This is what they're talking about. Let me break down part of it for you here. 
like your money, people are running around with their hands out, wanting people to give their money, give them money. A lot of people have been complaining about this, about, you know, not having money, you know, jobs, understand that with the unemployment and things like that. But the thing is, folks, you have to realize you at the whim of these people who are hiring you and letting you go. It's time to take things in your own hands. You can't sit there and wait for something to fall out of the sky. You know, some of y'all people say, just pray, but I understand praying. Nothing wrong with it. I pray. I'm a Christian. Nothing's wrong with praying. But if God gave you the ability to walk, talk, speak, and you got your health, I think he wants you to apply yourself other than just sitting there waiting for it to happen. Because you can wait and wait, but the thing is, you got to feed your stomach, you got to feed your kids, you got things to take care of, you got bills on your back. And you might say, well, I'm not paying my bills because I don't have food on the table, but then you can't sit there and wait and wait because this stuff is not going to be here forever. People are complaining about it. And these companies are owning you. The companies who don't want to hire you, you're still buying from them. So you're not really taking it to them. And you say, well, we got to eat in this, you know, this and that. But I understand that. That's a small part of it. But you're still going out there. You're still buying the shoes, even though you know you can't afford it. You're buying the fancy cars, things like that. And you're trying to apply for these people, and they won't give you a chance. It's all right for them to take your money, but they don't want to give you the money. You have to say, look, we got to boycott them. We ain't going to buy shit from y'all. You can have all that, the, do the bailout shit you want to, because it was just a one-time thing with that bailout. We're not buying this shit from you. And some people have did that. Because they don't care about you. The only thing their job is is to get money from you, these companies. You can go apply and apply and apply you want to, and then you know how the letters go, and I'm, I'm proud of the shit, too, with some of the people that they've been doing. Oh, we found everything great with you, but we found someone more qualified than you. Or currently we're not hiring for the position, the position's been closed. Things like that, a lot of bullshit right there. And it's like, why do you put these jobs out here, like USA Jobs? Why do they put all those jobs out there if they're not going to go ahead and hire you? Why are they doing these bullshit games? People don't have time for that. They're basically leaving you ass out. In the book, Thinking Girl Rich by Napoleon Hill, this is what someone would call waiting out for a bailout, basically. During the time this book was published, the Great Depression was going on. Businesses shut down, everything went to shit. This is an opportunity to take a chance to make something pop off. If you do have a little bit of money, if you have a couple of thousand that you can spare, you need to go ahead and start buying up stock now. Start doing your research. Go to Fidelity.com or go to USAA.com and check out some of the stuff. Talk to the advisors too because this is the best time to go ahead and put some stock in some things. Right now I'm doing my stock with Yahoo and with AT&T. Now, you can diversify further than that. I plan on doing that myself. But if you can, go ahead and get your money right. Because while these businesses are going down, and remember what I say, it's time for you to take a piece of them. While these businesses are going down, they're trying to get people to buy their you know, buy stock. When you buy stock, you take an ownership of that company, part of it. The more stock that you accumulate off that company, the more that you own. If you own 
51% of that company, that means technically you're the power holder. Companies really won't want that to happen. In rare instances, you have to have millions and millions of dollars to do that now. But you owning that, right, there gives you a, a capability on dictating what will go on, what, what, what will and will not go on. And it's with other people, but you start accumulating that. And you do have fluctuations in the stock of the economy. But like I said, this is not going to last forever. With President Obama in charge, he's got a good team. We're going to probably bounce out of this before he comes back for his uh, second term, okay? So when that comes up, things are going to shoot back up with the stock prices. So that means your stock that might be $16 a share could probably uh, go up to maybe $83 a share. And you might have bought 100 shares. You want to think about this. It's better than playing a lottery. It's a gamble, but it's a calculated gamble. Now, back to what I was saying here. As far as pop-off, you want to start making a hustle with that money, like I was saying. I ain't saying nothing wrong with uh, buying stock. You got to know that there are risks, like I told you. Buying CDs from the federal government, you can do that. Buy a piece of the U.S. Do what you got to do, because China's doing it to us, so why ain't you doing it? Now, I know what you're saying right now, folks. You're saying it takes money to make money, and that's true. But you can also network and connect with other people to lend you money. Because it's just like a business, folks. I ain't sitting there saying go out there with your hands out again with the people out here on the street, people that you can network with. And it's totally different because you're going to pay them back anyway. With businesses, I'm saying don't go out there with your hands out like that with them because if they're treating you like shit, why should you work for them? You're better than that. You deserve better than that. These companies out here on bullshit, they're basically are not loyal to the American consumer. These companies would sell, make the shit cheap in another country, cut you from making that money that would help you feed your family, your kids, take care of your credit cards, your school loans, your mortgages, your car notes. They're right to give it to someone in a third world country because they want to make the world flat. It's another book, The World is Flat Business Book about a global market. Now, right now, understand, I ain't trying to be funny. I understand people saying they want to make money. Businesses are looking at like this. Look, we can cut down on our production costs if we send this uh, worker the amount of work that we're doing. Instead of giving it to America, we can give it to someone to another country. Another country that doesn't have to worry about unions, don't have to worry about paying minimal wage. We can pay way below minimal wage. We don't have to worry about no health benefits. That's what they're talking about, all this cost right here. And the production cost will be cheaper because you don't have to pay them that much. Instead of that, I think you should bite the bullet. As these companies, you have to. When you keep the shit, because you think about it, you're basically... Shooting your foot, shooting yourself in the foot, as these companies are doing here. If you're sitting there and cutting out the American people who need these jobs, you're cutting them out. They turn around and try to sell them the product. How are they gonna buy the product? What if it's not a product that they need, like the medicine or food on the table? This is a fucking shirt. They said, we can't buy that shirt. We just have to wear clothes that we have 
here. We can't buy no new clothes. Some people buy clothes every season. Some people buy clothes every year. It varies on. But let's say the situation with the folks out there who can't buy the shit. What do you think they're going to do, businesses? What do you think they're going to do? You think they're going to sit there and sacrifice the food and medicine that they need for the kids, or little Timmy, or Vanessa, or any of these people in their family or in the household themselves to buy your damn shirt? Really? They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. So what they're going to do is not buy your shit, and then therefore you lose the profit. So what to make a little bit more sense to go ahead? I know you might have to increase on the cost on it, on the output, the stuff for sure being $12, $24. But you know what? You know that that person who has the money, and I guess it can't be one company, it has to be all these companies over there doing the shit. If you look at your shoes right now, folks, for example, if you look at your shoes right now, tell me where they made from. Go look at it, find out where, where it's made from. Now take off your belt. Yes, that's right, take off your belt. And just look at it and find out where it's made from. Look at your shirt. Look at your shirt and see where it's made from. And if possible, check your jeans. If you're wearing jeans. Now for example, for example, if you go look at, let's say, let's see what I got here. I got some Go Bomb foot powder here. That's probably the only thing here made in America right about now. Because powder is probably easier to make, made in the USA. But most of the time, plastics or anything, anything that we wear is not made from this country anymore. You're not going to be able to do it because they want to cut back on production costs. But what I'm saying to you folks, what I'm saying to the consumer, the American citizen, you don't have to buy into that shit no more. You don't have to buy that shit no more. Because the reason being, you're better than that, and there's ways to cut deals. And I'm going to tell you, because I've been doing my own little analogies and stuff like that. But what I was saying, you can get money from people that you know, the man you stuff. For example, if, someone, if you needed a hundred dollars, you could do one or two things, or a few things actually. You can go up to four people and sign twenty-five dollars. Four people you think real good that you can get the money back inside, pay you back with interest, give you thirty dollars. So and so, well, that's not bad. That's a five-dollar game, whatever. And you say, well, I can't. I don't know people got twenty-five dollars. I know what you're saying. Well, let's say you broke it down a little bit better like this. Well, if you went to 50 people, and you say, you know, you might know 50 people. If you're on damn Facebook like that, most of y'all motherfuckers on Facebook sitting there talking up to 100 friends that live in Greensboro or whatever. I saw that shit. People went to school. Go ask them for $2. $2 is not bad. People can afford $2. I hate when people say, I can't afford nothing. You can afford $2. If you can afford a habit, you can afford $2. Two dollars is a pack of cigarettes. Two dollars is less than a tank of gas, a gallon of gas, actually. Two dollars is less than toilet tissue. The toilet tissue's up. Or if you ask a hundred people, a dollar. Most cases, they won't hold you against a lien or a loan or whatever, saying, well, you owe me some interest off of that. You'll probably get away with it. If you could do that little hustle, you could do that. If you got shit 
开始他要甩高宝说想把他给高宝把所有高宝分一倍。Oh, you got old cell phones, put those shit on eBay. You can make some good money. You got shit in the house, you can sell on eBay. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, that's a good idea. You could. If you got shit in the house that you know you don't use, go ahead and take advantage and get on that shit. Instead of sitting there thinking, well, I can just hold out. Because you're not really doing anything for yourself. You got to stop thinking a hard method of getting money. A hard method of sitting out there begging, begging, begging. You can get your hustle on and you got a skill use. I ain't sitting there saying do drugs, sell weapons, prostitutes. I'm not saying that stuff. You're better than that. You are. You can still apply for jobs. And let's say you might say, well, I want to go ahead and get a job and make some money. They say, you look for the top-notch job, but the top-notch job is not calling back. You know, right now you have a need to take care of your family and take care of yourself. You might want to take that cashier job for right now. I'm not telling you to settle. I'm not telling you none of that because you, you deserve better than that, folks. Take the job for right now because it's just a job because you're looking for the career. Be able to keep yourself stable and still apply. Apply harder than ever. But know you got a cushion with this job. I ain't saying being complacent either. You got a cushion on it you know you got money to take care of your needs or whatever. But still get ready to go to resume writing school, because they do have resume writing schools. Start going to these social networks where you might have to go in, pay a little fee or whatever. You have that money to do that. But then once you make that jump to the new job, well, not new job, excuse me, that career that you want, you can leave that job. It won't be no problem. I did that with all my jobs up to where I'm at now in the military. You could do that. Now, with this, like I said, you could do eBay. You could do a little bit of, of Jeeves if you want to do Jeeves. There's another website. I know the name of it where everyone put Craigslist. You can put stuff on there that you might want to tell people I ain't saying no prostitution. I'm saying if you got a skill to say, you can do 10 on Windows, guys. Out there, you say, I'm good at 10 windows, I'm good at washing cars or whatever, or I'm good at making beats. And, yeah, I can make mixtapes for you. I can DJ at your party, let me know. That's a hustle, ladies, if you good with braiding hair, and you know you good, I ain't talking about no bullshit. Don't be putting bullshit in people's heads. If you good with shit like that, if you good with doing nails, if you good with shit like that, broadcast that shit. I'm telling you, you'd be surprised. I knew people make $1,000 every week doing this shit. I'm not lying. Now, you can still do that. You say, well, I don't want to do that forever. Like I say, it's not forever. It's just for a means to take care of your shit. But you might end up having your own business. And a lot of people say, oh, I like that own business, but I don't have anything to put against myself. Like I said, you can still apply yourself, but you can go to angel companies or whatnot, or venture capitalists and present your idea and that front you the money. Now, I really wouldn't recommend getting your money from family because if you mix family with business, you might have some trouble right there. And that shit can go AWOL if the shit don't turn out like it's supposed to. And a lot of companies, you gotta realize too, a lot of companies are not gonna hire you unless you already been trained up. A lot of companies have been on some bullshit lately too. They've been like this for a couple of years since we've been in this rut. They've been sitting there telling people, yeah, we'll hire you. Well, hiring, we have no problem hiring, but you gotta have these skills. But then you can't get the skills unless you did either the military 
or you did some internships, which you didn't know you was going to be facing a situation like this. No one's going to actually have you do it like that. You can do some volunteer work, but the catch is you're not getting paid for it. What I say, look, if you're going to have to do a job, and it's really the career that you want, do it. Do it, because if you that hungry and you really want to make this career pop off, go ahead and make that shit go. Make it happen. Don't sit there and let people trick you up and say, well, if you do this, you're never going to make anything. You know? Don't let people tell you that you're no good. Because I've been through shit like that with people say, well, if you, if you got your shit going, all you got to do is make sure you believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself and you believe that you can make yourself do what you got to do to make that money, ain't nothing going to stop you. Nothing. Nothing at all. People that's in school, I know, I know this one chick that I was talking to, and I'm asking her, look, you've been working on your master's, you got to come out. Have you already been applying for the FBI? Because her major deals with law. I said, oh, not really. So have you applied in any jobs at all? Oh, not yet. Don't be like that. Don't be like that, folks. Once you come in there and get your master's, you should already know exactly where you want to be at at this point. Like, don't go get a master's you don't know the fuck you're going to be at. This is not undergraduate school, folks. You can do that when you was undergraduate school. Y'all got to be off that dumb ass shit, folks. Too many y'all ladies out there and too many guys out there doing dumb shit like this. You sitting there as lollygagging, you're going to have a ruder awakening when you come out of school. When you go get your master's or advanced degree, you should already have a general concept on what field you want to be in. Like, this is what I want to be. It's not like, oh, I ain't applied. Do internships. Most schools, like Howard University, um, Clark, Atlanta, you get the University of North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina, the Chapel Hill, Duke University, all these universities that's really got a good practice on the MBA program, they make you take the internship. It's not an option. It's not an option. You're not going to be sitting your ass around. Unless you already got a job that's really towards your, your advanced degree. And I don't know what takes two boys taking part-time classes because they work. But if that's not the case and you're a full-fledged student, your ass will be working an internship. Matter of fact, Clark Atlanta has you working with the government. So that way it won't be no bullshit going on. You're already with the government. Ain't no excuse that well, I couldn't get that job. I couldn't get it. They don't want to hear that shit. They don't want to hear that shit at all. Like I said, you might want to take your resume to a professional. You might have the best resume in your opinion, but take it to a professional. Get different eyes. I mean, don't take it to your cousin Bob, or Shaquano, or Jigapoo, or whatever, whoever the fuck they are. Take it to someone who's actually getting paid the right resumes. I know what the fuck they've been saying, because the reason why they see all types of resumes all the time. So they know what exact words to put in if you tell them one. Hey, I got five resumes, and you might have five variations of your resume. You want to let them know, hey, this is what type of field I want to go into. Can you gear up? And that's probably type, they more likely type up your resume to gear it to what you want to get that job for. If you give them the job description and everything, motherfuckers will be ringing at your door. 
that might help out. You might you want to put some money out. But hey, if it's gonna get you that job that you want, it's gonna pay ninety to a hundred thousand dollars a year, fuck it. What's a couple of hundred dollars or whatever compared to getting that shit? They know what they're doing, they're good people. And you get someone that's shitty, don't do that. But look at their credentials, look at what their results were. Stay away from negative influence. That was another part of the book that was talked about by Napoleon here. Men who are rich try all possible to stay away from this evil. This was an answer from this book. It can hurt your richness, whether if it's momentary or well-being within. That's one thing. Rich men will stay away from any type of evil things. Like, when they come as evil, it like shit the fuck up your endorsements. Like Kobe Bryant, back in a, a few years ago, got in trouble fucking with that girl. That was evil. He knew that girl was up to some shit. He should have, she knew who he was. Kobe Bryant is not like he's some bitch warmer. I mean, you a target. And he got himself in trouble. So he lost some of his riches. He lost endorsements from Sprite and McDonald's and some other endorsements. Michael Vick, that was another example. He lost a lot of endorsements. He even had prison time. He want to stay with, away from this shit. When I was in boot camp, I had some shit like that happen to me. Yeah, tight all types of people. There are people from all parts of the country. People are saying that they're gonna make it, they're gonna graduate. That's the people I fucked around with. Then you have other people who quit. It was really bad while I was doing my PSA. I was running. One guy was like, I fucked up on my damn sit up. He wasn't talking to me, he was talking to another guy. And he kept talking loud. He was like, I'm gonna quit, I'm gonna quit. I think I'm gonna quit, I'm gonna go ahead and quit, I'm gonna quit. Then when motherfuckers hear that shit, what do you think they're saying? I'ma quit too. If you don't have a strong will, because you gotta have a strong will to keep going. Like I said, if you believe in yourself to make something happen, it will happen. The thing that was, with that dude, he quit. But when I heard him say that shit, I sped up. Even though I was tired, I said, fuck it, I can't be around no shit like that. You know, you're running in fucking 30 degree weather, you ain't trying to hear no bullshit like that. You know? They try to put their point on you, try to make you be like, well, I should quit too. And make them feel like, well, if he quits, if he quits with me, I won't feel as bad as I quit by myself. I mean, point out as a loser. And some people quit it with him, you know, he quit. And that was some bullshit. Because he was in there, I mean, he should have just kept going. Fuck all of that. If you want it, your body will get it. Your, it's a mind over matter thing. If you know, if you see it in your mind, that you don't get this and nothing's gonna stop you, you will get it. You know, I just ran off. I didn't want to really deal with that. Let's go back to, like I say, have a plan. You want to have a plan on how you want to get the hands sitting there and say, well, I want $100,000 before I get out. There's steps to how you're going to get $100,000. What steps are you going to take to get $100,000? Yeah, some people, I remember this one dumbass girl I was talking to. I stopped talking to the day after I met her. She wanted to go say, well, I'm not working that low. She didn't have a grass. A lot of people don't have a grass. A lot of college students don't have a grass. You're not necessarily, if you're a business agent, you're not just going to come out with just $50,000. It doesn't always happen like this. You really have to have your shit on par. If you're sitting there making fucking F and shit in class, do you think you can get the $50,000 job offered to you? You better have a hustle. 
the person was, whatever, I would never work that low. I have not slept with those mm. under $60,000. I had the same idea. I was naive. I didn't make these or anything like that, else or anything like that. The jobs were not handed out like that. Right around the time I graduated in 2006, it was no job offer like that because right there we had a recession. And if there were jobs that were commission-based jobs, and some people don't want to commission, do commission-based, you have to have a hustle mentality on it. I did commission-based for who I used to work with. You had to have a hustle mentality. Got on, got Will, who was the manager there. Put that right there. Up front told me that you got to have a hustle mentality. You got to be like, fuck everyone else. I'm going out for mine because I got to feed my kids. I got to feed my people. You got to have that mentality. You got to feed your needs. So you just found $100,000. You got to have a plan on how you going to get there. You just can't sit there and say $100,000. You got a plan on how you're going to get there. Who are you going to fuck with? Who are you not going to fuck with? What are you going to do? Where are you going to cut back on to get the $100,000? Because there will be some sacrifice. You just can't go get it. It's going to be a free game. Not at first anyway. You have to make those tough decisions. And I know sometimes, yeah, you can plan stuff out. You can plan all you want to. And sometimes that shit don't come together. See it all the time after it. But I'm going to tell you. It might be one or three things that might change the concept. It might not change the entire plan. You might say, I want $100,000. I'm going to go work for, I'm going to go to this school. I'm going to go get this type of internship. I'm going to join this organization. I'm going to work in an entry level and then from there, work there a few years and get there. That's the plan right there. The variable could be that you didn't go to the right school at first, but you didn't get accepted. It was just too full. Some things happened at school that led you astray. On top of that, when you got out, there was a fucking recession, which happened to most students out here. A recession that came out, no one really predicted that there was going to be a recession. Some people stay in the school because of that shit because they're getting paid as teacher's assistants. Now, I know motherfuckers at A&T doing that shit. They're not even applying themselves. They're just staying at the school to be teacher's assistants because it's a guaranteed check. But that shit's going to come to an end soon, too. A lot of this shit, people using the system, it's going to come off real soon and that you've been found and it's going to be some cutbacks and they're going to cut your ass out. On top of that, those are some variables that can change. The whole variable that can change is that all of a sudden, the job that you want don't exist no more. Like the whole field don't exist no more. They just wipe that field out. Like they have automated systems now replacing your ass. That's something that rarely happens because you should be able to see that trend. And if you do have a plan like that, look at where the outcome's going to be. What's the chances of it changing? What's coming up? What's coming up in the next 10 years? Or 15 years if you are able to see that far with that feel. But don't give up on it. You see that feel. Another thing, you must be able to put money away for tomorrow. Once you get the job or once you get that career, put money away for tomorrow. You should have your money available, ready to go for at least six months if they pull the plug off of you off of you basically as far as meaning you got fire, you got the pink slip. Some people say a year, but let's just be really realistic. If you're just picking up and then the motherfuckers let you go, you really only got like three to six months to get your money right. So let's be cautious with this. Be able to find a job 
get into a hustle that's going to be recession proof, that can resist the currents and waves coming towards you. As far as like, you might get something like, you might walk people's dogs, you might groom them or whatever. That's recession proof. People, and white people too, particularly, they love their dogs. I mean, they love those motherfuckers, I'm telling you. You watch those dog shows, you tell me who you see at the dog shows. There's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, if you got a hustle that you groom and pet dogs and all types of things like that, you know, take care of a person's dog while they're going for work, that's a hustle right there. Or you want to help the neighbors, the elderly people who don't, who are not able to get out in that heat this summer because of the grass is growing, it's hot, and it's got to be cut and maintained. There you go. Throw your flyers out. People will respond. You can make hustles like this. Also, also ask yourself on why you need the money for tomorrow and what are those items you need bed for the money. Using the money for tomorrow will help you get away from the credit cards. Instead of you having credit cards, you would have everything taken care of for tomorrow and put away. Will you let it ride out in your mind or are you going to take charge of your life? If you're waiting for people to tell you what to do and you're a grown-ass person, then that shit is going to happen on you. You're just going to shit on yourself. If you're just waiting for people to tell you what to do and you're a grown-ass person, I ain't sitting there saying, go cuss out your boss and say, fuck you, I'm not listening to you. I'm talking about people sitting there telling you you need to save your money. Like, what I'm telling you now, if I got to go to a point and I'm 26 and you're like 35 or older or whatever, and you finally get in the concept now, it's pretty bad. So, with people that's not saving for tomorrow, I'm telling you, you got to save for tomorrow. That way you'll be able to make things right. Now, let me redirect that, because a lot of people are like, what do you mean if I say tomorrow? I'm saying for tomorrow, as if something bad happens, you won't have to say, well, i got to use my credit card. You can be like, I have the option to use my card if I want to. Because you don't want to keep feeding to these credit card companies. They're the ones that keep harassing you. You really want to hurt their ass the most, because they got to pay. They got paid. They used to pay all that money to go out to clubs, go trick off, get bonuses to all the, the employees, even giving the the president or the CEO a retirement package of maybe $200, $500 million. Why do they need that? If they already got stocks, they already have money put away for tomorrow, way a, way a lot of money, I mean a lot of money put away for tomorrow. Why do they need all this extra money? And their kids are going to be taken care of, and their kids and kids will be taken care of if they spend the money wisely and they spend they show them the steps on how to carry that money on to the next generation. I'm just, you know, don't be, don't be a victim. Don't be a victim. Don't let them shit on you, neither. All I'm saying to you folks out there is be real with yourself. Don't get caught up in none of this bullshit and everything will be taken care of. If you get your money right for tomorrow, I want you to get the job for $50 there, $50 here, $100, wherever you think you are comfortable with saving, go ahead. I ain't saying make that the number one priority because you got bills to take care of, but make that somewhere in your top five list of what you need. Don't make that the bottom of that top five. You need to put that as number two or number three to get your money right for tomorrow. If you have any questions, you can contact me. My web address is 
www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash mb underscore truth and write me a message there. You can contact me through my email address. It's mb underscore truth for yahoo.com. I am doing shows with other hosts here as well too, with book authors. If you want to get out with me and talk about financial success or relationships, we can't do that. Really didn't talk too much about relationships. I wanted to talk about getting people's monies right because a lot of people are not happy with what's going on with their money, and I understand that. And I really want y'all to just, hey, take a look at what I see. And, you know, this is my idea. I'm not saying you should do this always, but it's a good recommendation. But other than that, I wish you well. I'm coming back next week, and I hope you enjoy. Have a good night. God bless.